In this video, we're going to talk about the best way to invest in the oil market right now, which is May of 2020. I'm going to share with you four different ways you can possibly invest in the oil market, and I'm going to share with you my opinions on which one I think is the best and which is the worst. And a lot of this really depends on things such as your account size, your account type, how much time you're willing to put into this, and also what is your risk tolerance. Markets were closed for the weekend, and reviewing the week on Friday night, oil showed some signs of life this past week. It made a nice reversal candle on the weekly chart, and made me wonder if it may be looking for more. The other thing that brought oil to mind is that we found our own black gold for the garden while out on a walk. Look at this beauty! But what else could we possibly do while the country is in virus lockdown? Not getting too far off the topic, this should make a great woodworking project in the future. With oil getting so cheap, I noticed a lot of data out there showing that new money inflows from retail investors were extremely high going towards one type of oil trading instrument. I thought this deserves further conversation, mainly because the favorite choice amongst the retail public is actually my least favorite choice of getting involved in oil. Okay, so it is the weekend now, and during the weekend I like to just sit down and take a couple hours to look at some charts and kind of come up with my game plan for the week uh, with my trading. And uh, although I'm not really much of an oil trader, I've really been thinking a lot about this lately just because of how cheap oil is getting and I've been hearing a lot about this. It's a question is like right now is, is it a good time to invest in oil kind of for the long term? So yeah, we're going to cover four different ways of, that you could possibly do this. And uh, the first one we're going to cover is, in my opinion, is the worst way of doing it. So we're going to get that out of the way first, and that's the USO ETF. So USO uses oil futures to kind of mimic the price of the ETF, and they try to make it a bit more retail friendly. So the difference between oil and uh, I think I sometimes compare this to, to the gold ETF, GLD. So the huge difference here is that uh, GLD has a small, small tracking error compared to the real price in gold, and that's a great thing. So the reason they can do that in gold is that GLD is backed by nearly 30 million ounces of physical gold for the fund. So oil is not like that at all. The USO ETF is using only the futures market. It doesn't have any physical, physical oil backing the ETF. So, and the way this works is I'm actually going to come up with a little example, and uh, yes, I'm really going to be that guy, and I'm just, really have no more just like fresh barrels of oil around, so I got to use this, so uh, so we'll say these, these squishies here will represent uh, different expiration dates of futures contracts for USO, so we'll say this panda bear here will be our front month, actually no, this guy's better, so we'll say We'll say this dog here is our front month, so we'll say this guy is June expiration oil. So what that means is that if you're if you're buying a June contract of oil, it's going to expire in June, and you're, you'll be expected to take delivery of oil because it's a physically a physically settled futures contract. So this will be our our June contracts. This guy will be our September, and this guy will be our December. So what USO is doing is is what they have done 
they've been basing the price of the ETF on the front month contract only. So with, with all the volatility in the market going on lately in, in oil, what the fund did is they came out and said, okay, we're actually going to use multiple levels of, of expiration dates just to kind of spread out the risk. And the reason they're doing that is because uh, you may have heard on the news that, that at one point the front month contract actually got down to below zero, it went into negative. And of course, in the media, they don't say that. They just say that oil is is worth less than zero now, which is which is actually not true. And the other thing they didn't report on is that when this contract actually expired, is it expired around five dollars at the end. It went from negative thirty, around there, to to five dollars when it expired. But of course, they're not going to report that. So, the reason I don't like the USO ETF is that, uh, well, first of all. When, when the front month contract is very cheap and then this one is a bit more expensive and this one is a bit more expensive as well, then that's what you call contango. But right now is just because oil is so oversupplied on the market, there's so much inventory around that there's basically nowhere left to store it. So that's why this has become so cheap. And so with the USO ETF, that what you're doing here is you're you're putting too much risk onto, onto like this front month here, and that's why, uh, if I'm not mistaken, USO has been around for 14 years, and the returns on this on this ETF are horrible. Like they're they're down more than 90 percent. So unless unless you're a huge believer that at some point soon this market will go back into backwardation, then USO would be a good idea. But if you expect it to remain in contango and have the market oversupplied for a long time, then this is really a horrible idea and you should not be, in my opinion, uh, getting into the USO ETF. So, you know, of course I can't tell you what to do, but this is just my opinion. So, uh, so that's our number one. Our number one option is the USO ETF. So our second option uh, for investing in oil is oil futures. And so this we, we kind of just covered a little bit of how this works so uh with with oil futures is you can select which which contract you want to be buying so you know maybe you can go in december and say you know if, it, if it's so oversupplied then maybe maybe people think that by december the market will normalize a little bit so that's what was happening i, I think it was last week as the as the back month contract was doing well compared to the front month but just recently, that, that switched around for some reason, as uh, just this past week, as the front month started doing well. But the thing with the, with the futures is you at least can pick which one you're getting involved in. The, the bad part about this is the position sizing is too big for a lot of retail investors. And like I, I really shy away from getting in a oil futures contract quite a few times, too, because of just the size of it is like a $1 move in oil is going to make or lose you a thousand U.S. dollars. So that, that that can easily, especially with how volatile the market is right now, is that's uh, that can really cause you a lot of pain if your if your timing is not the greatest. So so yeah, your account size is really important here, and uh, your risk tolerance would have to be quite high if you want to be in the oil futures. And you also have to keep in mind that you can't just buy it and then don't look at it for like a year or two because this contract is going to expire if you don't if you don't 
close the contract and move your position to another expiration month, then you're going to be expected to take the, the physical delivery of the oil. So, you know, nobody wants to do that, obviously. So, so yeah, those are things to consider with uh, choice number two, which is oil futures. And choice number three, which is my personal favorite, uh, this one is futures options. And so the, the big advantage here is you, is you get to minimize your risk based on what type of options position you take. And uh, I use what they call the vertical spread. Uh, that's, that's something, maybe a topic for another video, but pretty much what I'm doing here is I'm, I'm minimizing my, my risk in terms of the price swings. So if, if oil is going to move around quite a bit, then it's not really going to kind of hurt me too much. Uh, the other thing is the benefit is I can still pick which which expiration month that I get involved with. So I'm not kind of at the mercy of that the way the way USO is, is that I can still pick which which one I'm going to go with here. So so that's why I really think I try to take another look at futures options and and the, just the different types of positions you can take with this because this way you can really customize your risk and you can really decide what exactly you want to, how much you want to get involved in this. Uh, you do have to, however, uh, it's it's not a set it and forget it method. So that means you also have to keep in mind that these will expire at some point in time. So keep an eye on the expiration and you know you should be fine. The next two are kind of three and four. They're kind of a little bit related to each other. That's the oil ETFs, like other oil ETFs and uh, oil stocks. So. What I mean, what I mean by other oil ETFs is this is the uh, other oil company ETFs. So that means the two main ones here are XLE and XOP. So XLE is mostly large cap uh, oil drilling and you know companies like Exxon Mobil and Chevron and, and those kind of things. Uh, XOP is a, a bit more risky. That's your exploration companies. So. Uh, we just had one of them filed for bankruptcy last week, so that's. I think it was one of the holdings of XOP. So, uh, if you want to have something which is kind of like a set it and forget it method, uh, you could do XLE. So, one thing you got to consider is, is if you if you're going to get into the stocks or if you're going to get into the oil company ETFs, then you got to consider that in this environment with oil going down to zero basically, uh, there's going to be a lot of companies that are just not going to survive. So so they, there will be bankruptcies and some companies are going to make it. So you got to, I guess you can kind of assume that XLE with ExxonMobil and Chevron and kind of those big companies like BP and stuff like that, that you got to assume that they're going to survive. So that might be something that might be one of your best bets as well if you don't want to do the futures options idea. Uh, a friend of mine uh, showed me a publication called Grant's Interest Rate Observer, uh, which I've never really read before, but I have heard of it. And uh, they're saying that uh, natural gas will actually be the one that might benefit at the end of this. Like they're, they're saying basically that, that oil's pain is going to be natural gas's gain ultimately. So one idea that, that they kind of brought forward is uh, Cabot Oil and Gas for one one stock idea. So that's uh, COG. 
and this company uh, they're saying is the um, it has the strongest balance sheet in the industry and it's it's really heavily exposed into gas and I assume some oil okay so that's pretty much it like that's four different ways of investing in oil right now so we had the 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 USO, which uh, just in summary here is my least favorite. We got the futures, the futures options. Futures options is my favorite. If you don't like that one, uh, look into XLE and also Cabot Oil and Gas, COG. And today I don't really have any charts to share for now, but I just feel with the virus lockdown as difficult as it has been for everyone, it's been a great time to build skills in something like trading. With the future being more uncertain, there's not many better ways out there to generate income outside of the job market than in trading. Yes, it's not easy, but the resources out there are superior compared to when I began learning. For us independent traders, we're small enough in the big picture that our only job is to take small gains out of the market several times per week, which might normally end up in the hands of some big investment bank. So if you have the time, read a few books and watch some videos on trading. Seek out someone in your community who can help you avoid the growing pains of trading. We don't know when things will return to normal, but what we do know is that if financial markets did not close down even for one day during this entire crisis so far, the future is still very bright for trading.